What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to another episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Giandoletti, and today we continue with my 2021 positional draft rankings. Uh, we're going to go by group. We've already talked about wide receiver, talked about running back, we talked about the offensive line. Now we get to talk about the defense. And the defense I'm really excited about, uh, and the reason for that is because no one's really been talking about the defense. And I guess rightfully so, because we spent so much money on our defense last year. And coming off a year where, um, you know, while it was a, I don't want to say smoke and mirror year for the Dolphins defense, but it was a year heavily predicated on one player in Xavier Howard. Uh, I think the defense has been getting a lot less talk than it should and so I wanted to first uh, break down, you know, as far as when we talk about the draft and defense with the Dolphins, because it's been offense, 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 offense. Where are positions that I feel the Dolphins need to improve uh, before day one on the defense? Well, the number one thing I feel with the Dolphins defense is we have to become more well-rounded. We can't rely on Xavier Howard having an interception pretty much every game in order to be competitive. I think the Dolphins' defense is good. I think we are going to be a good defense regardless of how Xavier Howard performs this year, unless it's obviously like, you know, super badly. But, you know, my main my main thought is I believe the Do- the Dolphins' defense is going to be good. We are we're coached by a good coach with Brian Flores. It's a good scheme, and I think we're only going to build upon what we had last year. However, we need to be more well-rounded. And the biggest positions of need for me are edge and linebacker. I love what we have on our defensive line right now between Adam Butler, Christian Wilkins, uh, Raekwon Davis, and Zach Sealer. I love what we have, that rotation of those four guys. I love that. Edge, though, I have some question marks because last year we got production from Van Ginkle and Lawson, and it was great, all that good stuff. Shaq Lawson got traded. Andrew Van Ginkle is not a premier edge rusher. Okay, as much as I love Andrew Van Ginkle, believe you me, I love Andrew Van Ginkle. He's not a premier edge rusher. Then you have Shaq, uh, excuse me, not Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba on the other side coming off, you know, a top five edge season, you know, give or take maybe a couple spots, but he was coming off a really good uh, season, his breakout year. Um... However, he's not one of those guys, and again, I may take some heat for this, he's not one of those guys that I feel like, oh man, he is going to have one of those TJ Watt years, he's just about, he's on the verge. No, I feel like, you know, Emmanuel Ogba is what he is. I think he's a guy who can get you eight to nine sacks a year. Uh, I think he is a high motor guy that I really, really like for the Dolphins, but he's not that edge rusher in my opinion, that is going to set this defense apart. Just my personal opinion. Maybe the Dolphins don't want one of those guys. The The Patriots, that style defense, never really has one of those guys. So, you know, maybe this is all moot point. However, I would still like that edge rusher, that Cam Wake on the team, that Jason Taylor. The Dolphins have always had good linebacker and good edge rusher. That's, that's what's always been... Well, I shouldn't say we've always had it, but that's what used to make our defense so good. Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, great edge rusher, great linebacker. We need that on this team now. And so I'm going to talk about edge and I'm going to talk about linebackers. Today, we're going to talk about edge rushers. Okay. 
Uh, but before we get into that, why do I feel like we need more linebackers? Because the Dolphins, I feel like in free agency are just like linebacker. You get a linebacker and we'll get you and you and you. And we got rid of Kyle Van Noy, but we added about seven more linebackers. The Dolphins need a stud on their in their linebacking room. You can talk about Jerome Baker. That's great. Jerome Baker is a great blitzing linebacker. Awesome. You can talk about uh, Bernardrick McKinney. Phenomenal. I think he is hopefully going to be a great addition for this team. The Dolphins don't have that um, Devin Bush. They don't have that Levante David. We need one of those players to where you better fear crossing the middle because we have a guy that is there that will punish you. We have a guy that can go sideline to sideline. We have a guy that can communicate and lead our defense at the center core in the center of that defense. That's what I want for the Dolphins more than anything, honestly, even more than an edge rusher. So with that in mind, with the linebacker and edge rushers being my main need on defense, that's where we're going to start. And we start today with our edge rushers. Um, Now, as of me recording this, I'm recording this on March 29th. So this is recorded way ahead of when I'll be uh, posting it. I'll be posting it on Wednesday. So two days from now, things may happen. Things may change. But as of right now, here are my five edge ranks. Okay, and we'll start off at number five. Okay, we're going to go backwards. Number five may come as a surprise. I have Greg Russo as my number five. Okay, Greg Russo opted out of the 2020 NFL season. Um, he was coming off a year where he had a really good year. Uh, honestly, he, he was coming off a year where, you know, people were thinking if he were to come back, he could be, you know, the top edge rusher in this class. However, he didn't come back. He opted out. Greg Rousseau is six, seven. I think today was their pro day. He measured in at six, six and a half two sixty five. Now you may be looking at man, two, two, you know, six, seven, two sixty five. Here's the thing about Greg Russo and why I have him ranked at five. One, he's an extremely raw prospect, okay? He's not one of those guys, as much as people may believe this, he's not one of those guys that's just going to come in like a Chase Young and be dominant right off the start. None of these guys, to be honest with you, are. All of these edge that I talk about, there's only like two or three that I feel like could come in and be impact starters day one. Maybe not impact is the right word, but good solid starters day one. But a lot of these guys are developmental guys. The edge class this year is not that strong. But Greg Rousseau is one of those guys where he's got the tools. Again, 6'7". Oh my God, his, his wingspan is like 11 feet. It's insane. The dude is a freak of nature. However, he is extremely raw. He only had that one breakout season. And if you have a coach that can develop him, maybe add a little bit more size, fix some of the moves, maybe get some more moves in his arsenal. He can be a very disruptive defensive end at the next level. My problem about his size is in the NCAA, he feasted a lot off of interior offensive linemen. You go back and watch the tape. They played him a lot at you know a defensive tackle position. Because he, with his set, with his length, his speed, was able to feed off of those guards who don't have that quick twitch that you need on the outside. 
So they almost used him kind of like an Aaron Donald on the inside. The only problem is Aaron Donald is 6'1", 285 pounds. So he's a half a foot shorter than Greg Rousseau and he's 15 pounds heavier. Greg Rousseau, if he was in the NFL with guys like Christian Wilkins at defensive tackle, Christian Wilkins is 315 pounds. He's six foot four, I believe. When, you, when, you, when guys in the NFL are consistently going against those type of players, the Aaron Donalds, the Greg Rousseau, or the Christian Wilkins, Greg Rousseau will have a, a lot of trouble on the inside. Not to mention he's not that good against the run. And also, when he was on the outside, um, he struggled a lot. He, he, he struggled a lot on the outside. And, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's very raw. He's a very raw prospect. But Greg Rousseau is one of those guys where he needs to win right away. And if he doesn't win off of his first move, he kind of gets stuck. He's not one of those guys where in the NFL, you get, you know, you get hit on your first move. You get bumped in a way you weren't expecting. You got to counter it. You got to counter it and do it fast. Greg Rousseau is one of those guys where it's just not there yet. And I put him at five for that reason. I didn't put him at five saying he's never going to be good in the NFL. I put him at five because I just believe he's not there yet. And while there's a lot of, wow, man, this guy can do this and this. And imagine if he could do this once he gets this down. Like there's a lot of that talk. There's a lot of once this happens or, you know, when he figures out this, then he'll be great. I don't think he's great right now. Next up, number four, Aziz Ujalari. He is from Georgia. He is 6'3", 240 pounds. Um, if you're talking about pure rushing the passer, okay, uh, if, if you're talking about pure rushing, rushing the passer, passer, oh my God, I can't talk. Aziz Ujalari is probably the best pass rusher, by, just point blank pass rusher in the draft. However, we're seeing more and more in the NFL. You need to be able to do more than just rush the passer. Oh my God, rush the passer. I apologize, listeners. You need to be able to do more than rush the passer. Um, you need to be able to set the edge. You need to be able to stop against the run. You need to have the instinctive to know, is it run or pass? Because the NFL is an ever-increasing RPO um, league anymore. I mean, we're seeing it with the Dolphins, Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson, everywhere. There's RPO everywhere. Um, and if you can't stop the run as an edge rusher, which is a big thing I had against Greg Rousseau, is he's not that good against it yet. If you can't set the edge and you're not good against the run, you lose and diminish a lot of your value as a as an edge rusher. And for Aziz Ujilari, while he is the best edge rusher because I believe he has the best speed and the best first move as an edge rusher. He needs help in the run game. He's not good at setting the edge. He's not good at sticking to his gap as much. Uh, It seems like at times he gets overpowered. I know that may just be me, but I believe for him to take himself to that next level, he needs to get more consistent with his moves and he needs to get more consistent at winning in the run game. And I know that's probably not the sexy thing to talk about. Man, you're talking about pass rushers. Why are you talking about them in the run game? Because that's been the big thing for the Dolphins. We've had edge rushers. You've had the Charles Harris, the guy who always had that great first move. He had a great first move and he had a good spin move, but he wasn't good at setting the edge, wasn't that athletic. And look what happened. Now, Aziz Ojolari is way more athletic than Charles Harris. He's a way better pass rusher, just raw pass rusher. However, 
I if I'm gonna invest in a pass rusher first round, I want him to be good against the run in the pass. And you're gonna see that in all of these edge rankings. The the main guys that are gonna be at my top are guys who are dual threats. So Aziz Ojalari, number four. Number three is a guy from Texas that I've been in love with for a long time, Joseph Asai. You can put him as an outside linebacker, which is really what he is, but he's an edge rusher, a 4-3 edge rusher. The thing I love about Joseph Asai, he's 6'4", 254, which is around the same size as Emmanuel Ogba. Um, He's literally the exact same height and weight as TJ Watt, so that type of player. The thing I love about Joseph Asai is I, I want to take you back to a story, and I've said it on the podcast, but if if, if you haven't heard it, I'm going to tell it again. I was watching a game. It was Texas versus OSU, and I was like, who the hell is that guy on the screen that every single play is running towards the ball? He's either making a high-end effort play. He's either running from you know the bottom of my screen to the top trying to run to the ball. Every single play, I was like, damn, I don't know who that guy is, but he's always around the football. Kind of like Andrew Van Ginkle. So I looked up. I'm like, who is this guy? And I read the name Joseph Asai. Now, this was back in, I want to say it was back in October. And at the time, he wasn't even considered a second or first round talent. I mean, people were talking about him in the third, fourth round. Then people started to see, oh, man, this guy has a high motor. He is long. Uh, He is someone that is always around the ball making a play. And he started climbing up the boards. And I think recently he's kind of come back down to earth where some people had him as like the 20th best player in the draft. Now he's kind of in that middle ground of like late first round, early second round pick, in my opinion, is where he should be. Um, The thing I love about Joseph Asai is I love football players at the edge, offensive, or not offensive, linebackers, defensive linemen. I love players that attack the football. And what I mean by that is you have your linebackers and your edge rushers who ball snapped. They they think in their mind, get past linemen, sack quarterback. Then you have some guys out there like the Khalil Max, the Aaron Donald, where their goal is not sack the quarterback. Their goal is get the football, knock the football out of the quarterback's hand. That is who Joseph Asai is to me. Every time I saw him try to go at the quarterback, it was always stripped. Anytime I can try to strip sack, strip sack. And that is something that Brian Flores loves, whether it's we saw Shaq Lawson do it. We saw Emmanuel Agba feast off doing that. We saw Andrew Van Ginkle do it. Good coaches don't care about your sacks. Good coaches care about turnovers. And Joseph Asai is a guy where, yes, you can train that in any player, but some guys just have a knack for it. Like their natural instinct is just attack the football. And every time I watch this guy, he always had high effort in every single play. Now, for me, his knockoff uh, or his knock of why he's not higher is I just feel like there's other guys that are going to be more athletic than him. I think his downside is he's not as athletic as the the two guys I mentioned above him. Um, He he doesn't have the the biggest arsenal of moves at edge because he is an outside linebacker. But man, I just love the effort that he gives on every play. And I think that him in a Brian Flores scheme is an upgraded version of Shaq Lawson. And he's similar to a Emmanuel Ogba. He's much more athletic, less hands in the dirt, more of a outside linebacker style. But again, like I just think the sky's the limit for him in this system. 
Number two, my number two edge rusher is Quiddy Pay. Uh, Quiddy Pay is from Michigan, 6'4", 271. He is the biggest guy out of all these edge rushers I've talked about. And the thing about Quiddy Pay is I think that he personally, with the tools that he has in his arsenal, is the most athletically gifted pass rusher in the draft. He's one of those guys where whether it's his knack for football or whatever it may be, he's the most athletically gifted pass rusher. He's a guy that if you can just harness some of the stuff, if you can just coach him up the right way, which Brian Flores could, the sky is the limit for this dude because he, there are just things that he does every now and then that just, you're like, wow, that is special right there. Now, the problem of why he's not that Chase Young is the fact that it's not there yet. However, again, with the right coaching, I feel like Quiddy Pay is, he is just a monster. He is a machine. And if given the right coaching, given the right, um, you know, he just needs to be told uh, the discipline of the game of uh, not off the field, but on the field of, you know, when you see this, do this. It's just that really with Quiddy Pay. Uh, and if, if it weren't for that, he'd be my number one. However, the guy that I do have at number one, I believe is more disciplined uh, and honestly, probably the most balanced out of the group. And that is Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips is from Miami, 6'5", 266 pounds. Uh, I believe today at his pro day, he ran like, I don't even know, it was a 4'4'6", which for an edge rusher at 6'5", 266 pounds is absolutely insane. But I've, I love Jalen uh, um, Phillips before that. Uh, you know, that's just a caveat that I get to talk about on today's podcast, but I made this list before today. And the reason I have Jalen Phillips as number one is because he is, in my opinion, the most balanced pass rusher in the draft. Uh, I believe he is good in the run game. I believe he's good in the pass game. I believe that he is disciplined. Uh, I believe that he has a good arsenal of moves. He's powerful. Um, he's fast. He's quick. And I'm not going to sit here and again, say that he's Chase Young. He's not. He's he's nowhere close to like a Chase Young. Not saying that he can't be a Chase Young in the NFL or, you know, a Jason Taylor. However, Jalen Phillips, to me, out of all of these guys, is the most ready to go day one at edge rusher. Um, and, you know, it's crazy to think, considering he's from Miami uh, and Greg Russo is as well. And Greg Russo, you know, all the way up until really a couple months ago was considered the best edge rusher in the class. And I remember when Dolphin fans were talking about taking Greg Rousseau with our first pick. But uh, yeah, Jalen Phillips had a great season this last year. And I just personally, in my in my mind, think that he's the most polished, most ready to go edge rusher in this class. Uh, again, you have your people that are better at passing, uh, you know, in the passing game at rushing the quarterback, you have your people who are better at, you know, stopping the run. Again, you'll have your power, your speed, you'll have all those different types of guys. And then you'll have your guys that come along and can do it all. And for me, while Jalen Phillips, his ceiling is not a Jason Taylor, I believe that if you're going to get an edge rusher, if you're the Dolphins or not, I think he's the best bet to go with uh, with 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 that pick that you would spend on edge rusher. Now, as far as where I expect these guys to go, um, I think you could make a case that all of them 
could be first round talents. I would argue that Greg Rousseau is not. Uh, and that, again, that's probably going to upset some people. But I would argue that really there's probably three guys in here I would consider first round picks. I wouldn't touch any of them until the mid first round. Jalen Phillips and Quiddy Pay are probably about 15, 16. Joseph Asai in the mid to late first round, probably the later half, of, like the latter half around the 20s. And then maybe you could sneak Aziz Ujilari in there with Tampa Bay because they're drafting for backups, really. They're drafting for depth. And he's a guy that if he sits behind, you know, he sits behind someone for a year, he could be a good edge rusher. But, uh, you know, the edge class isn't that great this year. I think there's about two guys, again, that are first round studs, Jalen Phillips and Quiddy Pay. But, you know, it's not one of those years, I feel like, where you're just going to have like you know, tons of guys go in the first round. I wouldn't be shocked if all of these guys went in the first round. Again, I'm not going to sit here and say none of the, you know, all five won't go in the first round. There are a lot of teams that need edge. So it's very, very possible. But for me, again, those are my top five from best to, to you know, needs more help. I have Jalen Phillips at one, Quiddy Pay two, Joseph Asai three, Aziz Ojolari at four, and Greg Rousseau at five. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Stay safe. Fins up.